Conversations from the World of Allergy, a podcast produced by the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. I'm your host, Dave Stukas. I'm a board-certified allergist and immunologist and serve as the social media medical editor for the Academy. Our podcast series will use different formats to interview thought leaders from the world of allergy and immunology. This podcast is not intended to provide any individual medical advice to our listeners. We do hope that our conversations provide evidence-based information. Any questions pertaining to one's own health should always be discussed with their personal physician. The Find an Allergist search engine on the Academy website is a useful tool to locate a listing of board-certified allergists in your area. Finally, use of this audio program is subject to the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology Terms of Use Agreement, which you can find at www.aaai.org. Today is a special edition of our Conversations from the World of Allergy podcast series. This is our first Hot Topics recording, where we aim to provide timely information to help patients, the general public, and healthcare professionals better understand a current popular topic. We are extremely pleased to welcome Dr. Jim Lee, who is a professor of medicine at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Dr. Lee is a former member of the Board of Directors and past president of the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, and previously served as chair of the Asthma, Cough, Diagnosis, and Treatment Committee. Dr. Lee is an internationally recognized expert in asthma, anaphylaxis, and drug hypersensitivity, and has contributed to almost 100 peer-review articles. Today, Dr. Lee has graciously agreed to join us to discuss the new FDA announcement regarding approval of over-the-counter primatine mist to treat mild asthma. Dr. Lee, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, and welcome to the show. My pleasure, Dave. Glad to be here. Great. Well, let's get into it. Let's start with some basics to make sure our listeners are all on the same page. Can you describe what type of medication primatine mist contains? Yes, Dave. Primatine mist contains a medication called epinephrine, also known as adrenaline, and it's in an inhaler form, and it's designed for use for relief of mild asthma symptoms. It's newsworthy because it's an over-the-counter that is non-prescription inhaler. Now, we know that primatine mist used to be available for patients, but then it was removed from the market. Can you give us some insight as to why it went away and also why the FDA has approved it for use again now? Yes, Dave. Well, a number of years back, um, starting in the 1990s, really, but well into the 2000s, there was growing concern that the propellants in refrigerants and, in fact, in inhalers damaged the ozone layer layer in the atmosphere uh, and therefore was environmentally unsound. So there was a global decision to phase out these propellants and refrigerants, and therefore the propellant in uh, almost all asthma inhalers, including primatine mist at the time, were phased out. Interesting. So as it was phased out, it had nothing to do with the medication itself, but the propellants that were used to express the medicine. Is that correct? Yeah. The reason for the phase out of primatine mist, as well as the propellants and other inhalers, really was due to environmental concerns. And of course, in development were alternative propellants that that were made available. And so many of the inhalers for asthma that are available now uh, do contain these newer propellants. Uh, 
that do not damage the atmosphere. And the new primatine mist also uses this newer propellant. Okay. And I'm sure that many of our listeners who have had asthma um, for many years um, have noticed the change in their inhalers as they've gone to the pharmacy over the last decade or so. Well, there there was always some concern about the balance between the helpfulness and benefits of primatine mist balanced against concerns about uh, safety or uh, the risk of worsening asthma. So that was a point of discussion, but that was not the main reason primatine mist was phased out back in 2011. Well, if we may, let's talk a little bit more about that aspect. Um, you mentioned before that the medication contained inside primatine mist is epinephrine. Can you tell our audience a little bit about how epinephrine would help somebody having asthma symptoms? Yes. Epinephrine, also known as adrenaline, is actually a natural substance that the body makes, but it is formulated as a medication in the primatine mist inhaler, and it acts as a bronchodilator. So it can open uh, and widen the airways in some patients with asthma, and that's where the benefit of primatine uh, mist comes from. Now, there are prescription bronchodilators that contain medications that are somewhat similar to epinephrine, uh, but are not epinephrine, and in fact, um, for many patients are actually preferable as a bronchodilator. So albuterol or levalbuterol would be two examples of those prescription bronchodilators. That's interesting about the difference in the medications. So can you speak a little bit to the indications why somebody would use primatine mist and what the proper dosage would be? So primatine mist is made available by the FDA as a temporary or short-term bronchodilator. So the medication opens up the bronchial tubes uh, for a short period of time, meaning a number of hours. So the correct use of the primatine mist inhaler uh, would be for the user who has mild, mild intermittent asthma to, to take one puff and then possibly two puffs of the primatine mist for the temporary re relief of mild asthma symptoms, shortness of breath, wheezing, or chest tightness. And so for somebody with mild asthma, as you mentioned, having symptoms, how long would they um, expect to experience relief of those symptoms from using primatine mist? Well, in uh, the usual situation when symptoms are mild and the primatine mist is used appropriately, uh, the action st probably starts within a number of minutes and may last for a few hours. Uh, there are detailed instructions that are enclosed in the package of the primatine mist, uh, outlining you know, detailed instructions on how to use the product. For example, if someone with asthma uses the primatine mist because they're having trouble breathing or they're wheezing and they're not better, um, that's a clear sign that they need to seek medical attention. And as we mentioned before, of course, um, every, anybody who would use this medicine should seek advice from their own personal physician in regards to exactly how they should use it and when. There are very clear instructions and cautions uh, regarding the use of primatine mist. So I already mentioned one of the important, uh, I guess, cautions, and that is only patients who have been diagnosed 
by a healthcare provider with asthma and with mild intermittent asthma should be looking to primatine mist as a possible bronchodilator treatment. The other is that the use of primatine mist really should be under the guidance of a healthcare provider because there are many other treatments that are available for asthma and for any one person, those other treatments actually may be preferable. Now, a lot of people listening may be confused in regards to the diagnosis of asthma. Can you say a few words about how what asthma is, how it is diagnosed, and how this would affect uh, children and adults who have it? Yes. Uh, asthma is a condition of the bronchial tubes of the airways. It can affect adults and children. And the narrowing of the bronchial tubes with asthma can lead to symptoms such as shortness of breath, wheezing, chest tightness, and cough. The diagnosis really must be made by a healthcare provider, and it's based on the details of the medical history, uh, as well as typically with laboratory testing, including lung function tests. And what types of uh, symptoms would this lead to for people, and how would this affect their lives on a regular basis? Right, so the, the symptoms are typically chest or respiratory in nature, and trouble breathing, uh, trouble breathing with exercise, trouble breathing or wheezing uh, with asthma triggers is typical. The, the typical triggers for asthma include exercise, cold air, catching a cold, and for many patients, um, uh, allergy exposures. But the diagnosis has to be made by a physician or healthcare provider based on the details of the medical history and uh, some medical tests because there are other important medical conditions that can lead to similar symptoms of shortness of breath and wheezing. Okay, thank you for emphasizing that important points. Now, you know, we haven't had primatine mist on the market for some time, um, and it's not like our patients with asthma have gone without treatment. So can you describe the current treatment approach to asthma? Yes, uh, there are a number of different treatments available to for asthma, many of, of the treatments center around medications. Uh, some management strategies actually don't even involve medication. So Dave, let me just comment on one, of, one or two of those. Uh, in particular, if someone uh, with asthma has significant allergies, maybe they're allergic to grass pollen or dust or cat, if that's diagnosed correctly, reducing the exposure can substantially improve asthma symptoms, uh, even without medication. But if we talk about medications, there are pills for asthma, there are inhaled corticosteroids, a type of inhaler for asthma, there are bronchodilators that are prescription only for asthma, there are even combination inhalers that contain an inhaled corticosteroid plus a bronchodilator in a single inhaler. And in regards to those other types of treatments and inhalers, it can become very confusing very quickly for both patients and providers alike. Uh, how is the medicine or the epinephrine and primatine mist different from these other types of inhalers, specifically albuterol or levalbuterol, and then the inhaled corticosteroids? Right. Um, the albuterol and epinephrine are both considered bronchodilators in that they uh, temporarily uh, can open up the bronchial tubes. The inhaled corticosteroids is a 
are really a completely different kind of asthma medication that works differently, Dave. The inhaled corticosteroids that are, in fact, quite effective to control, in the control of asthma, they're used to reduce the inflammation and the swelling in the lining of the bronchial tubes. They have to be used every day. They're not bronchodilators, uh, but they work very well. They've been around for a few decades now, and they're used very successfully. The albuterol or levalbuterol are both bronchodilators that are by, by prescription only, and you know many patients with asthma use them very successfully, and they tend to have a lower or better side effect profile than the inhaled epinephrine. The epinephrine is a bronchodilator, so it opens up bronchial tubes, but it also has potential side effects such as increasing the heart rate or increasing the blood pressure. Those risks are present, but much lower in products like albuterol. And would you recommend that anybody with a pre-existing um, heart condition or other chronic illness uh, discuss the use of primatine mist with their personal physician before using it by themselves? Uh, that is important, and in fact, it's right, written right into the instructions of how to use uh, primatine mist and the caution, cautions to in using the product. So if someone does have heart disease or high blood pressure, they definitely should check with their healthcare provider before using primatine mist. But I would say all patients who are, are considering the use of primatine mist really should consult their healthcare provider to find out if primatine mist is right for them. Great. Now, how would somebody with asthma understand that their asthma is not under good control? And what are some indications when they should seek uh, their own personal physician and, and better talk about their asthma and ways to get things under control? Well, the good news here is that almost all patients with asthma under proper management can really gain excellent control over their asthma. And control of asthma means that the person has very few symptoms and is able to do the things that they want and need to do, whether it's work, school, exercise, recreation, whatever. Um, so a healthcare provider who is knowledgeable about the di different treatments of asthma can individualize a treatment program to achieve that level of excellent control. So if a person has some wheezing or shortness of breath or asthma symptoms every day or even several times a week, that would be an indicator of uh, asthma under less than optimal control. If a person or a child uh, is not participating in physical activity because of shortness of breath or wheezing, that would be another sign that the asthma is not under optimal control. So if someone has any of these symptoms, they should see their provider and see if there are treatments that can really get the asthma under perfect control. So this is one area uh, where it sounds safe to say that sort of self-diagnosis and management uh, can be a little tricky and that if people aren't doing well that they should absolutely um, talk to their doctor. Uh, that is absolutely correct. And getting back to the primatine mist, um, you know, one of the reasons that primatine mist was uh, approved to uh, become available as a non-prescription medication and to hit the market is because of the detailed instructions that really accompany the use of the drug. So primatine mist 
is only appropriate for someone with physician or provider diagnosed mild intermittent asthma. And the use of primatine mist really should be guided by the healthcare provider. And if it's right for that person with asthma who has mild asthma, that's intermittent, and they use occasional bronchodilator, then the -the over-the-counter product, primatine mist, might be right for that person. And it sounds like the person with asthma who needs to take um, one or several daily medications to keep their asthma under control, that perhaps this is not um, the best option for them. Would you agree with that? Well, if someone has you know, more than mild intermittent asthma, uh, they, they definitely should be the, under the care of a healthcare provider, and they may well require and benefit from a different asthma medication. So we talked about asthma pills, Montelukast being one of the most popular prescription pills for asthma, or one of the inhaled corticosteroid agents that we talked about that can lower the inflammation or swelling in the bronchial tubes. Now, in terms of the short-acting bronchodilator, usually in that situation, the provider might recommend the albuterol or levalbuterol rather than primatine mist. But the primatine mist, under certain circumstances, um, it, you know, has been used by patients as an emergency bronchodilator, uh, but it's really not indicated for anything more serious than mild intermittent asthma. Now, we've touched upon some of the benefits to using primatine mist, as you just um, spoke to, but can you help our audience better understand some of the potential downsides of patients using over-the-counter medications such as primatine mist to treat their asthma? So this has been a a topic of concern over many years. Um, There would be at least two categories of caution and concern that I can comment on. The The more important one would be that primatine mist can mask the deterioration of asthma. So if a patient is in the midst of uh, a progressive asthma attack, the use of primatine mists potentially could delay the proper treatment of a deteriorating asthma attack that could lead to hospitalization, emergency department visits, or even worse. Um, Along with that concern is the I guess the caution that if a person with asthma is not under the care of a physician or healthcare provider, then they really should be on different medications and they're putting themselves at risk of asthma attacks or hospitalizations by not getting the proper daily treatment. So that's kind of one category, Dave. The, The other category is the possible side effects of the epinephrine and primatine mist. We already covered increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, uh, and other possible side effects uh, that can develop with epinephrine. Uh, So a a person using primatine mist uh, needs to be aware of those potential side effects. Great. Thank you. And I think you've done a, a fantastic job of really breaking down how primatine mist differs from other medications and what asthma is and indications for use. But if we could switch gears a little bit as we as we finish up here, we know that many people will cough or wheeze for other reasons aside from asthma, such as emphysema or COPD uh, or viral illnesses. Now, is primatine mist indicated for these types of conditions as well? 
Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's very clear that the clinical medical indication for primatine mist is only for the temporary relief of asthma symptoms in patients with mild intermittent asthma, really the mildest form of asthma. It is not to be used for any other medical conditions or for other respiratory symptoms. Uh, you mentioned COPD or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Um, emphysema is another name for a related uh, condition. These are usually uh, adult patients who have significant smoking histories. People with COPD also can have shortness of breath and wheezing, just as you described. Uh, primatine mist is not indicated for that group. And COPD is a pretty serious medical condition. It's one of the actually leading causes of deaths in, in adults. So patients with COPD should see their healthcare provider, get on the right treatment, and primatine mist would not be right for that person. Great. Thank you for clarifying that. I agree. I think that's an important point that people need to understand. Now, along those lines, uh, since primatine mist contains epinephrine, people may confuse this with epinephrine delivered through auto-injectors, which are often prescribed for people with conditions such as food allergies, venom allergies, or anaphylaxis. Can you explain why primatine mist is not an effective treatment for anaphylaxis and should never be used in place of an auto-injector? Well, we know that people who uh, have experienced serious allergic reactions to bee stings, for example, are at risk for future serious allergic reactions or future episodes of anaphylaxis. So for many of these patients, we do recommend that they carry epinephrine in the form of a spring-loaded auto-injector. And we provide instructions for such patients so that if they sustain a bee sting, particularly if they are developing a serious allergic reaction. They can self-administer the epinephrine in the form of this preloaded syringe, and the medication gets into the bloodstream very quickly, and it can be life-saving. So the active ingredient in the epinephrine auto-injector is very similar, if not identical, to the, the drug or the active ingredient in primatine mist. But there's a huge difference because the auto-injector is a preloaded syringe that delivers the epinephrine into the muscle or the bloodstream, whereas the primatine mist is delivered into the airway and really not enough gets into the bloodstream to be treatment for a bee sting allergy or a food allergy. So anyone uh, who needs epinephrine for a bee sting reaction or anaphylaxis to food should not be thinking of using primatine mist, but should be using an epinephrine auto-injector instead. Great. Well, Dr. Lee, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today on our, our initial episode of the Hot Topics as part of our Conversations from the World of Allergy podcast series. Uh, before we depart, do you have any additional thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners regarding primatine mist? Well, I would say if, if someone uh, is entertaining the possibility of primatine mist, that they speak to their provider uh, or physician about that possibility. Uh, only patients with the mildest asthma should be using primatine mist, and there may be other asthma treatments that might be more suitable for that patient. 
if it turns out that primatine mist is right for that person uh, and that advice is given by a qualified professional, it certainly can be helpful for that individual person with asthma. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dave. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. Please visit www.aaaai.org for show notes and any pertinent links from today's conversation. If you like the show, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or Google Play so that you can receive new episodes in the future. Thank you again for listening.